Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! You know, normal best friend stuff. Normal best friend stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Reading, reading any stuff? Mm-hmm. Watching any stuff? Um, what am I watching right now? I, ju- I feel like I just started something last night. What was I watching last night? Oh, no, I watched a movie last night. What'd you watch? It's a thriller from the early 90s called The Crush. And mm-hmm. it was Alicia Silverstone's like first uh, feature Lovely. premiere. Yeah. And it had um, Carrie Elwes. Is that his last name? Yeah, I think Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes. Yeah, it had Carrie Elwes in it. And um, he's so like young because it's it came out in 93. He's just like a, a tiny baby. Aww. And so it was it was very interesting. It was not what I was expecting. I, I don't know if I'd recommend it necessarily, but it was a nice little like nostalgic. I was home alone and I was high, so it's fine. Nice. Sarah and I watched um, the first new Netflix Christmas movie drop of the year. Oh boy. Um, what Lo- is it? Love Hard. It sucked. Are you sure it wasn't porn? <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's called Love Hard, and it sucked. And it didn't suck in like. This in like the movie. princess switch kind of way no it was not like that like i love that shit yeah like i love a bad christmas movie yes like That's... you know it sucks but it's like charming enough that you're and like, they oh. well and, and they make like they, those bad christmas movies mm-hmm. don't take themselves seriously yeah that's what that's the difference right like the princess switch switched again has not it doesn't have a serious bone in its body no. all right like it is supposed to be delightfully absurd and make you laugh at the like absolutely insanity of the possibility of everything that happens in this movie that's great i Mm -hmm. love that shit i thought this was supposed to be like a bad christmas movie it was just a bad christmas movie (laughs) (laughs) it was just a bad movie um anyway anyway (laughs) i got a bit of a stuffy nose today sorry okay sound a little stuffy maybe (laughs) do i sound stuffy i I don't think so oh okay i feel like i sound a little stuffy Maybe you sound, it's like resonating back into your head a little stuffier. I guess. I don't know. Skylar's sick, and now he's going to get me sick. I'm giving Megan COVID. I would be so mad. <laughs> I I'd mean, be a little, I, at I'd this be point, too, I'd be uh, like, well, that's. I don't it's, think I have COVID. Uh, I have a booster shot scheduled for next Thursday. Then. Oh, I'm so jealous. Just go schedule a booster shot. I know, I need to. So, yes. yeah, I have it scheduled next Thursday at Walgreens. Oh, no, I scheduled my couch to be delivered next Thursday. I might have to change my booster appointment. <laughs> I love it. I love where your priorities are. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Been waiting on that fucking couch for over a month. Fuck yeah, it is. That's so funny. I'll push the booster appointment to Friday. I have that day off too. It's fine. There you go. Great. <laughs> Just a day later. Yeah, whatever. Well, <laughs> should we? I was about to say... I, that, yeah, that's all I'm eating. And that's all eating? the time we have for Reading today. Uh, thanks for coming to the Feeny Call. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to the Feeny Call. Welcome to the Feeny Call. You guys get a new couch? Because I've got one. Did. By the time you listen to this, I have a new couch. That's true. That's very true. By the time this, this hits, your, hits your ears, I'll be resting my ass on a fancy new joy, bo- joy board. Joy board. Joy <laughs> Velvet. So oh, fun. I'm so jealous. Oh, I can't wait. I'm just gonna rub my face on it. I wanted a velvet couch so bad. Jamie was like, no. Yeah, oh, I'm so pumped. Anyway, um, if you got a new couch, congratulations. I hope it's great. <laughs> if you didn't, think Go about it. Go get one. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> think about where think you spend, about it. Think about where you spend all your time. You know, your bed, your couch. You gotta get good ones. That's true. That's incredibly true. 
Anyway. Casper mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Promo code Feeny. Um, okay, today we're talking about season six, episode 13. We'll have a good time then. We'll have a good time then. Yep. For those of you that don't know, a, this title is from the 1974 folk rock song Cats, Cats and Cradle. And Cradle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Did you have to look that Which up? Which talks did you just the bill. I knew that, but okay. I copied and pasted it because I didn't know what year it was. All right, about. all right, all right, fine. And I didn't know the artist. Yeah. <laughs> it's Harry Chapman. Harry Chapman. Cats in the cradle and the silver stone. Little boy and man in the moon. <laughs> yep. I, that, that song has come up in like a couple different shows, which is how I know it. Yeah. Because I don't think my parents ever listened to you this song. You never heard song. that song? Oh. <laughs> I've heard it now, great, but it's a my great, first exposure to it was. It's a solid joke of us like to use. Yeah. In, in sitcoms, like. It's it's a great bit like mm-hmm. when the when you're coming home that I don't know where we'll together <laughs> then yeah uh, yeah yeah it's a great bit it's definitely shown up in a lot of sitcoms it's a good joke yeah but he's a one hit wonder this was his only it hit the Billboard Hot 100 in 74 and then it was the only one but I also have another fun fact oh boy for this episode so after filming this episode Blake Clark who plays Chet called Michael Jacobs he was in tears and he was just so thankful for the opportunity to be on the show. He thought it was his last appearance because he was, he dies, dies in this dead. episode. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. He, it's the one where Chet dies. But he, and he was like, thank you so much for this opportunity. I love doing this. And Jacobs is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I still have you written or like, I have you planned for another episode, which is the last episode he's in for Boy Meets World, uh-huh. which is when Sean's leaving, which uh-huh. I believe it is towards the end of this in a couple episodes near the end of this season but not quite because sean's gone for a few episodes yeah well because sean and corey are about to go on their road trip and then sean leaves corey behind Mm -hmm. and then he comes back when when the baby whatever is born yeah baby baby joshua Joshua. (laughs) it's like jehovah when baby when baby jehovah is born back and then i i know like chet's in the episode where like sean like goes to the grave and like but that's that's when that's the verna thing that's when sean finds out verna's not his mom yeah i mean he gets in the trailer and he's like i am going on an adventure and chet's there with yes him. there's that that's too. the last time we see him in this show and then he makes three appearances in girl meets world no he's not the last time we see him in this show do we have another one? It's when Verna, the, when when Sean, it's in, I think season seven, Sean finds out Verna is not his mom. They, they he's do in the like, finale too. Maybe think, Michael only you're right. that one. Yeah, he's in the finale too, yeah. Okay, the last time this season. <laughs> we see him the one more time this season and then Michael Jacobs must have written him in for a couple more. Yeah, because he, cause it's the one where Sean gets drunk and goes to the graveyard and I is like an ass. I don't remember. It's where, so like, there's a whole thing with like, Sean finds out that Vern is not his mom. I remember that. And then he... I'm trying to piece it together because what you're saying makes sense. It's like, like, it's the only other like drinking-y problem episode. It's where he starts to drink again. Then he like goes to like yell at Chet's grave and Chet's ghost shows up and, and he says something about like a stripper or something or other. And they like talk in a graveyard for a minute and... And then it's when, like, and then Sean goes, it's like where, where do they offer to adopt Sean? Okay. Because he, like, okay. doesn't have a family. Yeah. Because his dad's dead and his mom wasn't his mom. 
And so Alan, Alan's like, I'll adopt you. I'll be your dad or whatever. And then it's where he yells at him because he's a Navy damn seal. Yep. Right? Yes. It sounds vaguely familiar. I feel like I just... Jeff's Jeff's totally in that one. Like, I know he's like hanging out at the grave and he's like, your mama was a stripper in Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That was a pretty good chat. That was it. (laughs) Actually, that was pretty good. Well, your mother and I, you know, we just... uh, (laughs) One thing led to another. going to be reenacting this whole episode <laughs> as Chet. Um, also, the Chet is only one of two people to die in this entire show. Do you remember who the other person is? Because I did not, and I had to look it up. Who else dies in the show? Mm-hmm. For real, not like uh, in a dream, like in, uh, and then there was Sean. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, don't tell me. Okay. I'm going to think. Have we already passed it? Has mm-hmm. it already happened? It's already happened? Yeah. Oh, it's the lunch lady. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had to look. I was like, two people die. Who else dies? And then underneath it was just like season four. And I was like, season four. And so then I had to go back and yeah, the lunch lady dies. Mm-hmm. So lunch lady and Chet are the only two people who die on the show for real. Feeney's wife died. <laughs> but not on the show. Before the show started. <laughs> Didn't happen. I'm trying to think of like other ways I can shoehorn death into this show. <laughs> Um, Sean's hopes and dreams die like oof, five times. Oof! <laughs> Damn. Corey's uh, uh, attempt at um, having sex before marriage is uh, killed many, many times. We're getting really existential. We're getting like <laughs> not existential, but um, I don't know, theoretical, Figur- yeah, figurative, figurative, figurative deaths. That's figurative right. Deaths. That's right. But yeah, what did right. you learn? <laughs> That's not how the show starts. What? No, one, no one recapped this show. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean that's not how it starts? You have oh, to recap man, it. Man, I don't want to. You have to. But I don't. I'm bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at this podcast I'm we've so been doing for three thing. years. I don't know how I have not gotten any better at this. We've been doing this for three years and somehow my recaps still suck. Do I need to like practice? Is this one of those things where I need to like... Yeah, every day I say a recap in the mirror yeah, before I come exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. Before you go, yeah. yeah. That's not true. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that you were, yeah. <laughs> that you were kidding. Um, okay, fine. I'll do a recap. Fine! <laughs> what happens in this episode? Other than... Chet dies. I mean, yes, but like... This is not the... What is the B-plot? Corey, they're writing their vows. Okay, great. Here we go. <clears throat> Here we so, oh, fuck. <laughs> Can I start over? No, keep going. Finish it. <laughs> Chet comes back. Uh, he says he's going to. <laughs> says that he's going to stay. Jack believes him. Sean doesn't. He Then he gets a job offer to move to Vegas. He has a heart attack. Um, they go and visit him in the hospital. He unfortunately dies after a second heart attack. But in the meantime, Corey and Topanga are writing their vows. And Topanga's writing them for Corey because Corey can't speak as a human person. I mean, like, more or less. More or less. I skipped a lot of details, uh, but I also lost 10 seconds at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Erroneous. You know what happens, okay? This is, like, one of the most famous episodes. There's there's cake. There's a a picture. Yeah. Rachel is is now suddenly very into baking and photography. Yes. Um, It's fine. Rachel has such weird... I feel like... She's a liberal arts student. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> as far as women after breakups go, I feel like this is very true to form because she's like, I'm going to write this paper and then I'm going to do this, like, I'm going to do baking and then I'm going to do photography she's, and the only thing she hasn't done is bangs. She's very convenient to the plot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she hasn't had bangs The yet, only thing right. she hasn't done that's true to form as far as a breakup go is bangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes is bangs. Anyway, okay, now what'd you learn? <laughs> Listen, I did not have time for coffee this morning. You could have made coffee when I got here. I know, but then the the cleaning lady was there and I was just like, this is weird. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, what did I learn? There's, there's... I'm seeing a circular motion with your hands. Circle of life. Um... It, it all, it all, I feel like there's this whole like grudge, forgiveness, family thing, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's what the like thematic ideas here are. And I, I am torn. Okay. Okay. So I, I feel like what I want or like what they want us to take away here, right? Is that like families aren't perfect, but they're family or Mm -hmm. something like that. Right. Yeah. And I like don't back that. That's fair. Don't just accept family because they're family. That's not a reason to. That's where I'm at. You know, I feel like this wants us to say like, he's your father, but like. I'm not here for that. No. And he didn't do right by Sean in a lot of different aspects. He really didn't. He was a very bad father. Yes. Okay? And like, you know, people, especially as someone's dying, everyone wants to Mm kind of come around and lift up and all this shit. And this show does like what a lot of people and, and other shows do. And that is to say like, well, he was imperfect, but... He tried. And to that, I say, like, did he? No, I don't think he did. I don't really think he tried. No. Okay, like, he was selfish. Mm-hmm. And he abandoned a child. Yes. Several times. Yeah. And, like, I don't blame Sean for his anger. No, in any not way. at all. You know, and, like, everyone tries to tell Sean, like, he's your dad. Get in there, you know? And I'm like, nah, man. This no. man. If you want to be mad, be like, mad. This is this is very emotionally complex, mm-hmm. but this man did not do right by you in any capacity. Yeah, and I firmly believe like you don't owe your blood anything. Anything, no. Because they're blood. Yeah, like that's not that's how true. that works. All right, like mm-hmm. abusive parents, like you don't owe abusive parents shit mm-hmm. just because they gave birth to you. Yeah, I and mean, yeah, that's that's so I so I feel. I feel bad because this episode, I think, wants us to come around with, like, families are messy and complicated, but they're families. Mm-hmm. But I truly, I just, like, don't support that. Yeah. You know? like Yeah. That's true. No, that's definitely I fair. respect Sean's personal struggle here. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of mad that everyone around Sean feels like they're nudging him to not be mad at Chet. Mm-hmm. When, like, he has every right to be mad at Chet. Yeah, you, you can't you can't pick your family, and so thinking that you are putting someone in a place where they are stuck with people that they don't get along with just because they're family is so unfair yeah. and so damaging. Right. And I mean, what's the old saying? Blood blood is thicker than water, but the blood of the covenant covers all, or something like that. Which means that like people usually typically take out the first half of that and just say blood is thicker than water right. because it means obviously the blood of your family. But the finish, the end of that statement is the blood of the covenant, meaning like the people that you have, right. that people you that have, have picked. Given a shit. Yeah, yes. That, like, are, go above, transcend that. And I think that's so true for Sean. Yeah. And I think that people just... His like chosen that. family is decidedly 
a mm-hmm. a better like I mean the Matthews have taken more care of Jean than yeah. Chet ever did. Yeah. And, and we'll continue to We'll continue to do so. You're right. So yeah, that's my struggle with the lesson in this episode. Yeah. Is that I, I kinda I just disagree with it. Right, that's um fair. there's actually, you know what is really timing wise, uh Lucy Dacus Dacus? I think Dacus. She's a musical artist. Mm-hmm. She's um put out a new single called Thumb Thumbs Again. Th- uh, fuck, I can't remember the title of it. Basically though, I listened to it. She's in the same kind of genre of like Phoebe Bridgers and other like sad girl rock. Sad girl um, rock. Which is like a genre I love. I love that. <laughs> uh, big fan of sad girl, sad girl pop, yes. sad girl rock. Yes. Um, anyway, so this song though, it's this beautiful like storytelling song lyrically about her and like a close friend. And the story is such that like they are, you know, 19 and she's singing about her friend. And it's like your dad showed up, haven't seen him since the fifth grade, mm-hmm. wants to get dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate the way he like and then like the court the refrain here is like i would kill him if you'd let me wow (laughs) yeah um because of like the way he treated you and all these Mm -hmm. things and like you and then like the the bit at the end is like you don't owe him shit like you don't you don't owe them shit no you know yeah and there's this whole bit which says things about like your connection is purely coincidence like Mm -hmm. the fact that this person and you have any sort of connection to each other is one of pure coincidence mm-hmm. and not one that needs to be maintained. Yeah. And like I back that shit. Like yeah. if, if, if the adults in your life as a child don't do right by you, yeah. then as soon as you are well enabled as an adult yourself, you don't owe them shit. No, especially cause that's like, I don't know. There's, there's a lower, a seedier level of that where it's like, what if you had an abusive parent right. or what if you had, you know, what's well, the thing Chet abandoned Sean. Mm-hmm. Now we've never, it's never been said explicitly that he like beats Sean no. or Verna or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Now Sean does say in the next episode, like, do you have to clean up after him when he yeah. comes home drunk? Which kind of does imply that Chet like came home stumbling drunk and mm-hmm. not only like made a mess and maybe was a little like violent or something like mm-hmm. you know like that theoretically is possibly implied mm-hmm. uh it's never made explicit but as far as I'm concerned all the things that Sean yells at Jack in the next episode about like the shit he had to do mm-hmm. to be around Chet yeah man you don't own that man shit no he he treated you like garbage when yeah. you were a child and needed care like, yeah I have a very complicated relationship or, uh, re- yeah, relationship with Jack in this episode and the next episode, because while I do believe that he has his own place of grief and things like that, I also, I hate the fact that he's not negating Sean's grief or saying that it's the same, but it almost feels that way. Sometimes he's Mm -hmm. like, Hey, he was my dad too. And it's like, okay, way different situation. My guy, like this is, this is apples and oranges. You have no idea. And yes, you might be sad, but you don't know what Sean is going through. You have no possible inkling of what that could look like. And you can't just justify brushing Sean's feelings aside or telling him to do something or feel a certain way because you are also losing a dad way different, mm-hmm. way different. Yeah. I just, I, I understand that he also is going through it. He has his own right to a certain amount of grief and, um, pain and, you know, emotions and whatever. Right. He gets his own complicated emotional story here, but it's, it's really not equivalent. No, not at all. Like, and I hate that he tries to equivocate it. Yeah. I, I I agree. I think 
Well, and I, and I think they like from a writing perspective, I actually think they did a, te- a decent enough job of like Jack. I'm kind of conflating this episode of the next a little bit, but he does kind of come out around like you know I'm trying not to step on Sean's grief mm-hmm. and a lot of and all these things, and I think that like it plays back and forth where mm-hmm. like sometimes it's it's fair and well, and sometimes it's not, which I guess is true to messy in life, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I never asked you what did you learn. <laughs> <laughs> So I learned if you have an opportunity to say, I guess if you need to, if you, okay, it's just starting a lot of sentences. Let's do it. Yeah. First couple words of several sentences there. (laughs) If you have to, if you have something to say to someone, specifically someone you have like a certain relationship with, then don't wait to say it. Say it now. Say Mm. it. In that moment, say it like if you need some time to cool off, fine. But you need to state your piece while you are still alive and while that person is still alive. There's so you're so you're kind of coming at this from like if you got something to say, fucking say it. Say it, yeah. I think there's a level of communication that obviously has not happened between Sean and Chet their entire lives, and now it's all spilling out. And Sean is mad, and mm-hmm. he's got a lot of um, anger, frustration, sadness, but also sadness in such a weird he doesn't know how to experience the sadness that he's feeling because it's mixed in with that anger and frustration and i think in the event that there were to sean were to have either brought up this conversation sooner or in the event that some other things were said at some point in history it could have been it could have eased sean just a little bit and made this process smoother for him same thing for Chet. I mean, now Chet is finally hearing all of this. And when when they embrace for the last time, you hear Chet say, Sean is like, wasn't I good enough for you? And and Chet goes, I wasn't good enough for you. Right. Damn and, right. And <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, and Sean probably had no idea that he was feeling that way in any capacity. Yeah. And the reason that Chet kept leaving is because Chet knew he was a bad father and he wanted to get as far as fuck away from Sean as possible. Not the right thing to do. Right. But Wrong answer to a correctly identified solution. To a correctly solution. identified, or, yes. to a problem, yeah. So I think if that conversation were had been had or if something were to have been said earlier in either of their lives, it would have made this process a lot smoother and easier for Sean specifically, but for both of them. Well, and you know what sucks is truly, as far as I'm concerned. <coughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, as far as I'm concerned, Chet really up to the minute he dies. Doesn't still doesn't really come around on it. No. You know, him and Sean have it out and he says that he's going to stay. Mm-hmm. And I still don't believe it. I don't either. Because not 10 minutes ago, he was telling Alan, you know, mm-hmm. like, take care of my boys and leave it. And Alan's like, you're not dying. He's like, yeah, take yeah, care I'm going of somewhere like, else. I'm, I'm yeah. And you know, like, I still don't believe him. Mm-hmm. Even when he says it to Sean after they've had their breakdown there. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he dies. So, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, it's, and Alan says it to him too. He's like, they don't need me. They need yeah. you to fucking step up mm-hmm. true but also like too late yeah it is too late I they're grown they're grown they needed, they, well sean needed sean needed it sooner when he was younger at this point the damage is done it's just like say your goodbyes it's not that he shouldn't maybe try 
But if Sean doesn't want him, Mm-mm. then he can make like then then get out. You know, yeah. like that's that's that. Like yeah. we're we we're all past that point now. Yeah. Of uh of kind of no return to that and. Yeah. So it's messy. It's complicated. I'm not gonna say that like Jet was a good guy or like any of that shit. You know the man. Uh, the man sucked. Yeah, he did. Did not take care of his kid. Nope. Not even a little. Not even a bit. You know, the, the fact that Sean is even sort of where he is is a miracle. It really is. I don't know how he has gotten to this place. When he was going through his angsty teenager phase, I was like, this checks out. Everything yeah. checks out. But now that he's matured a lot and we've seen this arc that's finally almost coming to a close with him, it's, I honestly don't know how we got there. I'm happy that we did because I love Sean as an adult, but... It's surprising to me that we got there with how angsty we saw him in season Well, that's what I think is like the, that's what people like, as far as a a character arc on this show, right? Mm -hmm. If you take our main characters being like Corey Tepang and Sean Mm -hmm. and even Eric, right? Mm -hmm. And if we take the four of them, Mm -hmm. they are all the ones who grow and mature. Alan and Amy are grown and effectively don't change that Mm -hmm. much over the course of the show. Yeah. Right? As far as I'm concerned, Corey, over seven seasons, doesn't really change that much. Nope. No no real noticeable growth here. No. Still kind of a selfish, mm-hmm. uh, self-absorbed prick by the end of this. Yep. Um, who, like, sometimes does right. Yep. <laughs> okay. Occasionally has uh, some wise words. Topanga, not growth, just aggressive change from one character Correct. at ages 11 and 12 to a new character from ages, like, 13 to 19. Yeah. Um, Eric, three different distinct characters. <laughs> All so different than the last. Uh, not, not a noticeable arc so much as a, a peak and then another peak and then a different peak. <laughs> yeah. Eric is always consistent. It's just consistently what? And the first <laughs> season he's like consistently like trying to be cool and consistently like the guy who's bringing home all the girls and doing the dating thing and then he gets like consistently the you know the heartwarming like the weird like coming at you with the truth bombs randomly throughout and then he just gets dumb and then it's just just he hits a peak of like what and what are you doing and that's why i think like sean for many is the character people cling to and that is because like this character from day one till the end here has a like traceable arc Mm -hmm. that is start to finish there is transformation in that process and Mm -hmm. it's not outlandish and wild Mm -hmm. and it's not like it is noticeable growth for this character and you can track important points of it along the way and you've watched this go from a like neglected abandoned child to a lashing out angsty troubled teenager Mm -hmm. to a very lost young adult Mm -hmm. to a like accepting yourself young adult you know Mm -hmm. like you get to see all these pieces of it right now we're we're in like my favorite stage of life here Mm -hmm. uh the lost early 20s the lost early 20s here yes um And yeah, and so I think that like that's why I think a lot of people pull on this, and I think that like he's one of the most like the most consistently well written throughout. Yeah, that he's got, you know, they don't they don't throw everything out and like make him do random crazy shit that like is not congruous with the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Sean. Yeah. 
there was one moment in this episode where I was like, I feel like Skylar's going to have something to say about that. Do you know what that moment is? Is it when Morgan says, yes, I it hope is. you guys, I, I hated it. I knew you would. Oh my God. And she literally said it. She walks in the fucking <laughs> elevator. She's like, I hope your dad's all right, guys. And I literally said to Sarah, I was like, they keep giving Morgan one yep. stupid lie. <laughs> and I'm angry. And Skylar has had it up to here. I am so tired. With the Morgan one-liners. Of them giving Morgan one stupid oh line God. per episode. It's so funny. I wanted to just slap her. Yep, I knew <laughs> so it. Like, wanted to just hit her in the head and be like, shut up. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up because it did it did anger me. I just like truly wanted to be like, oh my God, go away. Just shut up. You're not helping. This uh, is so unhelpful. <laughs> also, incredibly presumptuous of Chet to just assume that he was staying with Sean and Jack and give someone their phone number. Like, oh yeah, well I'm gonna be there. Has he just he oh, just oh, showed oh, yeah. up? When, That's when like so presumptuous. Tommy, Tommy calls him and offers him a job in Vegas, right? I yeah. was like, Tommy. <laughs> I was like, well, how does he know Chet? Yeah, he gets yeah. his phone call at their place. It's for you. I'm like, what? I know. I was just like. <laughs> Okay, right, that's pretty. I know, like, this is before forward. we all had cell phones. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, like, how this man tracking down and give him a call here? I know. Because I, I don't believe Chet had their phone number either. That's fair. That's the only, <laughs> the other thing. Because I was reading a, a blog about this episode. And it was like, oh, well, Chet, obviously, he knew that he needed to be reached somewhere. Assumed that he was staying at Sean and Jackson. I was like, yeah, that tracks. But... Along those lines, I agree. I don't think that he would know their phone number. At least not... Yeah, no, I don't think he would know their phone number. That's no. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, and then also, why would he be staying there if the trailer <laughs> is there? Yeah, if the trailer if is... If he drove the trailer in, because we go to the trailer in the next episode, so the trailer's there. No idea. <laughs> Makes <laughs> no, no sense. Makes no sense. Also, where the fuck would he be staying? On the love seat? Yeah, I guess. Sean's gonna sleep on the love seat, and he's gonna whatever. You know, like there's no. It doesn't. I was gonna say, or yeah, Jack would be like, take my bed, and because that's Jack is going above and beyond, really for no reason, but just to like help. But yeah, and I, I think obviously Sean, that's a very sensitive subject for Sean because Sean does not like to feel like charity. He does not like to feel. He doesn't like to ask for a handout or even receive a handout. I think Jack. And this just show goes to show how Jack and Sean do not know each other because Jack thinks that he's helping and yeah. he's really just hitting a nerve for Sean that he should know. Oh, Sean doesn't like he doesn't like to feel like he's a charity case. He doesn't like to feel like he's just getting handouts. He likes to work for what he has. He feels a sense of responsibility, and that just kind of shows me that Jack really doesn't. They it's true. They really don't know each other. True, they don't. Those are all my notes, though. Yeah. I really didn't have too much on this episode just because it's so plot heavy that there aren't little things that we can pick apart, you know? Who's your MVP? Oh, wait, no, I do have one more thing. Okay. Before that. Sean bitches about the nurse. Where, like, Jack says something about, like, you know, he's teasing the nurse or whatever. and mm-hmm. Something about how, like, he's got a nurse coming to check on him or something. And Sean bitches about, like, Jack paying for a nurse or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and he, Oh, and he, yeah. And, then and Sean's Jack's like, like, he needs professional care. And Sean's like, well, I can take care of it. And I'm like, he's in the hospital. Nurses yeah. come and check on you in the hospital, right? That's, yeah, that's like, a normal. You don't, you don't pay extra for a nurse to come yeah, and look exactly. at you. <laughs> that is 
That is pretty standard operating procedure there. Yep. Um, and Sean goes, I can take care. He doesn't need a nurse. I can take care of him. And I was right. like, I'm sorry. Did you learn that when you were in you medical know, school? You know how like, to hook up an IV. Exactly. Um, I'm like, you don't know any of the, these I things. Don't, I don't think that's true. And then a nurse is going to have to show all show you these things, which means probably a nurse will have to come to your home anyway to like show you, okay, so let's get him set up in bed. Let's do the thing. And I'm like, just let the, just, just let a medical professional take care of it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't right. have to do everything, Sean. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, anyway. It's his pride. Who's my MVP? Yes. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Is it the doctor? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. What a what an interesting delivery of that of that news, I'm though. Sorry, boys. You just. Uh... See what you what you the listener can't see is that I'm lifting <laughs> yeah. my hands like a thousand. And also looking down like this man, at the floor. This actor, I don't know, I don't know his name. I could have looked it up. He like walks out there with his hands on his hips and kinda every word he says, he's basically tossing his hands up. Yeah. Like there was there was nothing we, like it's like he's flapping his hands. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at the ground. I get the looking at the ground like I don't, I don't know, whatever. You know, I, I've never told someone that their dad's that's dead, true. so that's maybe true. that's how I would do it. <laughs> um, but I couldn't help but like be like, oh, this poor actor keeps on flapping his hands up and down. <laughs> I just don't know if I would have started with the with the phrase "we lost him." Uh-huh. That just feels blunt, but not in like a. If you start a sentence with like "I'm so sorry," but or like "I'm so sorry this happened," that feels a lot more like like easing into it. But again, I I also have never made the statement to a person that their well, family gonna, member Let's get into some passed. linguistics here, right? Okay. We lost him. Syntax, right? Mm-hmm. Implies uh, fault being that sure. it, it's, it's the doctor's, doctor's fault, fault Yep. that you weren't able to save him or something. Uh, so we lost him. We tried and we failed, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to uh, he's, he's passed he's on, passed. he's passed, he's died. Um, uh, you know, or then... even starting on the medical information, like he, so he went into another, he had another cardiac arrest right. or since we weren't able to perform the bypass in time, it got bad. And then unfortunately he passed. Like right, 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 right. there's, I, I would have, appro- I just, I would have approached it differently. I think, especially from a medical standpoint, uh-huh. but I, again, I don't know. Keeping it kind of, kind of, yeah, there's an interesting line of like clinical versus humanistic and bedside manner and all that you know that's there's a whole it's like conversation a, it's like the whole plot of Grey's Anatomy <laughs> so, uh, as far as I understand it I've only watched a couple episodes of that show whenever Sarah watches it so amazing I don't know I, I'm getting into really big semantics with this doctor um, who's your MVP it is Alan Alan yes and the, a couple reasons one because of course they are there for Sean, both he and Amy and Feeney show up for Sean, um, and for Jack. I think Alan and Amy are mostly there for Sean though. Not only are they there for him, but then when he has that conversation with Chet, he's like, of course I'm always going to be there for, for your sons. Like there's, that's not a, there, that was never a negotiation. I will always be there for them, which just is so heartwarming to hear. But then he also lays down, I'm not who they need though. Uh-huh. And kind of lays that into Chet a little bit uh, as not necessarily a dig, but just like a, 
you it should be you yeah kick the man while he's yeah yeah exactly (laughs) listen sometimes i need it Uh um no i agree i agree yeah his reaction this is more william russ thing but his reaction when they hear the news that chet died he just like his head just falls into his hands and he's just like it's just it's so it's so good it's such a good moment for specific this again it's more of an actor note like william russ just does that so well and just plays like that like he's so good at the the, oh the little gosh. quiet drama yes he's so good at like the whispery drama mm-hmm. so i mean there's a lot of times where alan yells and he gets big alan yelling stuff mm-hmm. going on but i love when he gets quiet and direct mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's so much more powerful yeah. anyone can yell and scream and take up space but like if you take up space and you're being this small uh-huh. there's power in that there was like a broadway beat um, you know what Broadway Beat is? Yes. It's like The Onion, but like specifically like theater related yes. fake articles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. And they're like, they're like satirical theater articles mm-hmm. basically. And there was one. I was like, I know what that is, but. Yeah. Yeah. So there was one the other day that was like, um, freshman NYU BFA acting student unlocks, uh, Tom's monologue from the glass menagerie in a way no one ever thought possible. Oh, no. And then like in the, the article it was about like he just yelled so much louder <laughs> than anyone's ever yelled oh, as he said God. opium dens. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was really, and then there was like uh, other students felt intimidated. One student had this to say how is my buried child monologue ever going to compare? I can't yell that loud. I have asthma. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't yell that loud. It was just so funny. It was oh like just God. all about how like so much. And then like there was this like quoting like a theater professor and it was like so much of good acting is just like yelling and breaking stuff. Or so much of good theater is just yelling and breaking stuff. <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know. Did they break a dish in the show? Well, then it's not good. So much, so much good theater is just like loudly yelling and breaking glass. (laughs) Oh my God. Ray sent me a video. I'll have to show it to you or send it to you. It's a, it's a tweet of this girl who's like, how musical theater artists break into song, breaking from talking to singing. And it is so good. Oh my God. I love, it's so good. There's so much of that good, like so funny. TikTok content, mm-hmm. like lampooning musical theater and yep. theater tropes, especially like fucking like undergrad BFA yes. student tropes. It's so funny. It's so so I mean, I fucking love it. Yeah. That's like, that's a, niche brand of comedy mm-hmm. that i thrive on yeah that i am here for <laughs> i absolutely love it because it's so funny as you just like get these girls who like are clearly bfa musical theater grads themselves mm-hmm. but then just they make trolling. these really oh, funny videos God. about like the girl who's like well i could just be anything <laughs> 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 There's like just this this specificity to the breath and the pause and the the hand breathing, the the big breathing. Yeah, it's always it's it's a big breath, and it's all in these little specific ticks that are so consistent. Yep, and so funny. Do you follow Caitlin Riley? I might have reckon I might recognize her. I'm sure you will. There's no way that you haven't seen at least one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. I have she's seen her videos. So I love funny. her fucking shit. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. is so funny. I've seen a lot of her TikTok. She's so fucking funny. Yep. <laughs> her shit's great. She's really good at it. Anyway. Anyway. MVP. Yeah, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin right. Riley is the MVP. <laughs> Caitlin Riley is the MVP of this episode. Um, Alan, yeah, because of the things you said. It yeah. makes sense. It's true. It's right. No one I was thinking maybe like Feeney because he's like I don't know, he's here, he shows up. 
I thought um, about that, but Feeney just he he doesn't, talk he to doesn't chat do really, more though. than like Alan, Amy, Corey, Topanga, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Alan. And Eric isn't Eric? Yeah, Eric and Rachel show up too. Everyone's Eric here. Eric is so funny. In this. I love everyone. All right, yeah, just uh, take it easy. <laughs> slaps on the glove. And when he's Some like, really "Come here, darling," guy. Eric's like walking over yeah oh, i love it he's so the, cute i love when rachel leaves the room though and he puts on the glove oh and he's my like, god just try to relax <laughs> i'm like what are you what is i don't know and i love I, it and i, love I, it. I don't want they, to know. the fact that they cut away mm-hmm. hilarious it's yep. <laughs> so funny i don't know and frankly don't want to yeah all right all right so that's that that's that yeah part two coming at you next week it or right now basically is a part it's two. basically a two-parter we're following it right up mm-hmm so yeah. There is more of a B plot in the next episode, but we're we're sticking with this one too. Yes, that's true. That's true. oh, and I it's it's the next episode's a real treasure. <laughs> oh, I can't <laughs> it's wait. It's just a whole it's a whole time. It's a whole ass time. It's a whole time. All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah. Follow us online at all yeah. the places that you look at things. Yeah. Um where you go for your your instas and your Facebooks and your metaverses and your tweets. Twats? Nope. <laughs> um <laughs> uh yeah we're not on tiktok though no. uh, we're on those other ones i don't even know how that would be i don't know what we would do on tiktok but we just post videos of us recording matt you can listen to it so you could put if if we <laughs> it would be such a pain in the ass if you filmed the entire recording session mm-hmm. and then you could make tiktoks out of shit you cut out of the episode oh that's true that'd be pretty of stuff funny, that though. doesn't make it <laughs> It'd just be a bitch. You'd have to it. watch so much fucking oh, so much footage. B-roll bullshit. Well, the plus side, I could play the video the same time I'm playing the That's like, true. editing, yeah. and then I could just, but it'd be like pause, pause. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and be, I'd have to... it'd be kind of annoying. Yeah, and I really don't. I don't. It's it's not like an interesting TikTok market. It, <laughs> it's not gonna blow up right there. So I don't know how to do. Po- I guess podcasts don't really. They don't bother with TikTok. Huh? There's not really a reason to do so. There's, I found a, the celebrity book club, but they do like celebrity facts sure. and they're just like, if you want to hear more to the show. So it would be like, I guess me getting on and doing Boy Meets World trivia for every episode and doing like, Hey, yeah. okay. So for this episode, if you want to hear our full recap, maybe we, out. maybe we need to get on guys. Do we need to get on TikTok? And yeah. if you have an idea of what we would do on TikTok, tell us. Yeah. Um, and by we, I, I mean, Megan, <laughs> I, I can't. I am old and grumpy. So oh my god! <laughs> I am not on the TikTok. I downloaded it for like a day and I got pretty overwhelmed and was like, "Nope, can't have this on my phone." Bye bye. I mean, Sarah shows me a lot of funny TikToks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I keep up with the kids, you know. <laughs> and then I slap an Olivia Rodrigo sticker on my yep. water bottle to let everybody know I'm hip. I'm fellow with it. youths. <laughs> fellow youths. <laughs> Um, as I talk about a television show from 20 years ago. Yep. Yep. I uh, work with all Gen Zers now. And so we just hired a new intern uh-huh. and she, um, we were talking yesterday and I was like, yeah, well, blah, 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 something about the podcast. And she goes, oh, you run a podcast. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I have a podcast. And she goes, what is it about? And I was just like, well, you're 22, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, <laughs> do you know the show Boy Meets World? And she was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's. That's what it's about. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Oh, no. I know. I was just like, every time a young person asks me what my podcast is about, I'm just like, it's a shot in the dark. But maybe yeah. you'll, have, you'll have heard of Girl Meets World. This is the prequel to that. But like, that's not exciting either. Because no. like, that didn't take off with no. them. So it no. wasn't, wasn't a hit. 
going down a crisis now. Yep. <laughs> it's really spiraled since we uh yeah. since we ended the episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh god. Okay. All right, well What's find that? us on, on the things. We're not on TikTok cuz we're, we're old. We're not on TikTok cuz we're old people, but if you if get you on think, Instagram, if you're smart and young and know how we could use TikTok yeah. to our advantage, tell us. Yeah, that's true. Being call podcast, uh Instagram, uh Twitter and Facebook, being call and send us an email, phoenixcallpodcast at gmail. And leave a voicemail, and maybe it'll get on the show. That'd be exciting. Don't you want to be on a podcast? Everyone does. That's why we started one. Another podcast. <laughs> what do you call a group of white men? A podcast. A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, and as always, class dismissed. <laughs>